Next on BYU Sports Nation, winning time in the Marriott Center. Tyler Hawes does it again for BYU basketball. The Cougars taking a physical approach to Pacific. Freshman Eric Mika tied a career high last night. Listen to our two-on-one interview with the BYU Center and get his perspective on home court haircuts and the BYU Sports Nation karma. Plus, the play-by-play voice of the St. Mary's Gales. Big changes for BYU football personnel and a return visit from... The Oracle. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Congratulations. You made it Friday, January 31st, and this is how we do it on BYU this Sports is how Nation. Oh, yeah. This is how we do it. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you may be listening. Great to have you with us. Feeling good right now. Winning is good. BYU jumps three spots to 47 in the RPI strength of schedule at 23 after an 88-78 win over Pacific. Look, the uncertainty of the West Coast Conference is incredible. St. Mary's. Loses by 18 at San Diego last night. The Gales fall nine spots in the RPI from 43 to 52. That happens one night after Gonzaga hits a last-second three to barely escape Santa Clara by two. Yeah, no, that, no team is safe. Losing by 18 at San Diego is worse than losing to LMU and Pepperdine by nine and six. And then triple overtime to Portland. I mean, that was amazing. 13 of 52, I believe, from the field. We'll talk to Alex Jensen, the St. Mary's play-by-play, and see what the heck happened for the Gales. Okay, so right now, BYU fourth in the West Coast Conference. But if the Cougars beat St. Mary's on Saturday... When? 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 When, sorry. When When BYU beats St. Mary's on Saturday and Gonzaga beats San Francisco, BYU then would be in second place by way of tiebreak at the start of next week. And with two more home games on the docket. Yep. Just win. Notable position changes for some BYU football stars. We'll address those intriguing details in a moment. Really enjoying the shuffle that's happening with the Cougars on the defensive side of the football. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN, that hashtag all about giving BYU fans a 24-7 avenue to link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, however, have your say. Got this tweet in from at Nick Lee 51 If BYU doesn't beat Pacific tonight by at least 10, this is before the game, I'm sleeping outside tonight. It's 15 degrees. The margin was 10. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be a long, cold night for Nick Lee. Luckily not. That was solid. Yeah, worked out, worked out nicely for him. Hey, while we're on the topic, sound off on today's Twitter question. What are your bold predictions for the weekend? So this could have anything to do with anything. The Super Bowl, BYU, whatever, man. Weigh in on on, uh, Twitter using hashtag BYUSN. We have opened the floodgates for your thoughts. Tell us what your bold predictions are. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show also on demand at BYURadio.org, or listen to the rebroadcast if it fits your schedule better weekdays at 7 Eastern. Rise and shout! It's Friday, and time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Welcome to the Haas Highlight Show. Lead the break, looking for Sharp. Goes to Haas. And our play of the night. 33 now for Tyler. How about that behind-the-back pass from Matt Carlino to Tyler Haas last night? Solid. To become number 10 in BYU history in points. To pass Brandon Davies. Tyler Haas is going to end up number one. He will do it. If he averages 24 the rest of the year in 10 plus games for BYU, he'll need less than 20 points per game next year to pass Jimmer. So he goes for 38 last night, 12 Ridiculous. of 20, scored 21 points in the first 10 and a half minutes. Amazing. He had 21 points in the first 10 and a half minutes. Like, Did, listen barely, to yourself. That's bar- crazy. Barely into the second quarter. Was he on the show yesterday? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Here's what he had to say about BYU Sports Nation karma. Well, I think that uh, every player kind of goes through Offensive confidence swings, you know, and I think right now his confidence really is really high. And I also believe that, uh, you know, our guys are really doing a good job of finding him 
and delivering the ball to him in, in, in places where he can just get a good shot, you know, and uh, that combination is really good right now. His confidence and our guys looking for him. That is Dave Rose on the confidence of Tyler Haas. Here's what Tyler Haas had to say about BYU Sports Nation karma. No, it probably did. We'll, we'll, we'll contribute a little bit of it to Sports Nation. Just a, just a little bit? How about a lot of bit? Tyler's yeah. still trying to understand the power of it, but it is real, people. 38 points last night for Tyler after being on the show yesterday. The ebb and flow of, of Tyler Haas' play right now, obviously Dave Rose talking about peaks and valleys. Yeah, he's, uh, he's at the top of the peak. <laughs> 109 points the last three. <laughs> he's got 24 points or whatever he had at halftime, and, and I'm doing the halftime interview with the head coach of Pacific, Ron Verlin, who has a, has a great a sense of humor, great personality, and, and I said, Ron, how do you stop Tyler Haas? His response was, was just classic. Haas is really hurting us. He got 24 of their 45, so we're going to do a better job on him in the second half. How do you stop him? I don't know. You guys know? I don't know. He had 48 in one of the games. He's tough. He's very good. Very good player. <laughs> that's funny. Good nature to the half down. That's, that's nice. That's good. He's a, he's a refreshing coach in the West Coast Conference. How do you stop him? I don't know. I don't know. You guys know? I don't know. You guys know? <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 all-time at BYU in scoring now. A little more than halfway through his junior year. That's remarkable. Brandon Davies sent in a really good tweet. And uh, I'll paraphrase it a little bit, but he said, Hey, somebody tell Tyler Haas to stop scoring before he passes my... Oh, wait. Too late. Too late. And he passed Brandon. I st- I, you know, it's all about the karma. It's all about the karma. A couple of good tweets coming in on Twitter. At Fanatic says... At BYU Sports Station, good job, guys. Love the karma magic. And then Doug McClellan asked me this morning, at Doug McClellan, was Tyler Haas your guest yesterday? 38 points ain't bad. Hashtag BYUSN karma. Yes, he was. And that happened. That, this is a real thing. Like, you think we're kidding. 38 points. <laughs> it's legit. We're going to hand it out today to somebody else later we, in the show. We don't have time to go through all of the different people that have received the karma. I mean, we could we could spend a lengthy amount of time discussing all the good things that have happened to all the different athletes across just the board. Know that it's real. It is real. Pacific's bench, by the way, outscored BYU's bench 45 to 3? Who cares? Didn't matter. Why? Tyler Hawes. Let's keep it rolling. Topic 2. Getting a little nasty. Collinsworth swooping in. Austin and the follow. Nate with six brings the Marriott Center to life. Nate Austin, mark it down as one of the top ten plays of the year from basketball. Dunk of the year from BYU thus far. Pretty good. Did you anticipate it coming from Nate Austin? No, he got up probably six inches higher than I thought he would on that. Man, when I was awesome. We were watching the game. We're right behind the BYU bench for the games. And I noticed. Nate come out, and he he's very even keel. He doesn't get too high, too low. He's just kind of a focused, intense player. He was really frustrated with the fouls not being called or fouls being called, the referees, uh, different physical play inside. He, he was noticeably irritated. And then, moments later, he does that. That's the nasty that BYU is looking for. That's what assistant coach Mark Pope is working on his big guys with. You need to take that aggression and take it to the rim. Oh, I loved it. And that was great. Eric Mika also played with tremendous nasticity in the game. Yep, that's a word. Is that a word? 20 points, 8 boards for Eric, 7 of 9 from the field, 6 of 8 from the stripe, 5 offensive rebounds. He played with fire in his belly. I've talked about on the show that I wish wish, uh, someone would... I, I don't know what needs to happen. Slap him, punch him in the face to where he gets angry and he plays angry because he's really good when he's angry. And he played really well. Uh, a little bit later on, in about 11 minutes, we're going to have a two-on-one conversation. Very candid, fun conversation with Eric Meek coming up. Oh, it's downright hilarious. Physical play, haircuts, and the BYU Sports Nation <laughs> karma all discussed. He's taking it seriously. 20 points for Eric Mika. Okay, how about this? When BYU gets home... they. They they rebound the ball so well in front of their home fans. They're just getting it done. Dave Rose also said it was important for the big men to, while they're playing physical, to avoid fouling out. Hopefully our our, our you know our, our guys on the inside understand the effect that they had on this game and and we did it without getting into too much foul trouble, which is a good sign for us. 
the nights that we seem to be really physical or the nights that our big guys don't get very many minutes. And tonight I thought we did a much better job of controlling that. So a uh, big emphasis is to be more physical without fouling, and that's a challenge. BYU out-rebounded Pacific 35-24, to 17 offensive rebounds. Wow. Just five for Pacific. Mika had five offensive rebounds by himself. You know who else did? Josh Sharp. Josh Sharp with five O-boards. Nate Austin had four, and again, the dunk of the year for BYU thus far. But you love to see the aggression of the big guys. And yeah, home court, home court is a huge deal in college basketball, especially in this conference this year with how tough it is to win away from home. Huge. And the physical play and effective play of the post players made up for the fact that Skylar Halford went 3-for-10 from the field, although he made three threes and a free throw, so 10 points. But Matt Carlino, kind of non-existent in terms of scoring, 1-for-5 from the field. He did make a a 3 in transition that was nice, and Pacific called the timeout. But more importantly, he had 6 assists and 2 turnovers. If you can at least get that from Matt, because there's, I mean, BYU might not have this night again. Mika and Haas combined for 58. I don't know that we'll see that again. Um, maybe. The way Tyler's playing, maybe. We're talking but about. But you need Skyler or Matt to play well. Last night you did not. But to beat St. Mary's, can't have, can't have Skyler and Matt non existent. We're talking about, you know. Get, getting a little nasty. And and I know that may have a negative connotation, but really it's just the aggression you want to see. And while Matt physical didn't, energy didn't light up light the board, anger. he certainly showed that with his ability to move the ball in transition and his fire, his fiery attitude. I like that he's more outspoken and, and he's showing frustration when he's not getting his foul calls, but he's still under control. So he's he's he has the aggression, he has the right mentality, but he's not being taken out of the game because of non-calls or bad calls. And that's that's a good sign for Matt Carlino. The alter ego, Mario Carlino, who we've decided is okay. Is Mario is, is he the one that's out of control or in control? Mario, look. Does Mario have the star like do 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 like he's too fast and out of control, crazy? And Matt's the normal one, or is Matt the old one? I, I don't know. I'll let you. I'll let you determine. Let's go. That. Let's let's say Mario is the alter ego that is <laughs> in control. He's going fast, but he's in control. Let's ask Ron Verlin if he knows. I don't know. You guys know? Yep, I don't nope, know. If we he don't has know. Okay, we we'll still don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> BYU gets a hard-fought physical 88-78 win over Pacific, and they they are streaking towards St. Mary's, who's coming off a big loss. Cannot wait for Saturday night. Topic three: Football matters. Arias under heavy pressure, picked off. There's that defensive touchdown. Bronson Kafusi, and it is thirty-four to three. Oh yeah, Bronson Kafusi against Idaho State with Dave McCann on the call on BYU TV. The pick six to put the game real. That was that was that was the dagger. But here's the thing: Bronson Kafusi was playing defensive line at that point. After some big position changes for BYU football, he will no longer be playing on the defensive line. But he will be moving to linebacker. A 6-7 or 6-8, whatever you want to call it. I think he's 6-9. Is he 6-9? Six, 6-9 nine? Six, nine linebacker. Coup- coupled with <laughs> coupled with Alani Fua on the other side. Tallest linebacking duo in America. <laughs> Seriously. How do you throw over that? Kafusi's going to play linebacker. And oh, by the way, Michael Alisa, who's coming off some bone issues with his broken arm, he is also going to go back to his original position, which was linebacker. So that, And we've just scraped the surface here. So much good stuff coming out of football yesterday. Bronco Mendenhall talking with select members of the Utah media in accordance with signing day that approaches next Wednesday so they can get their articles ready. I mean, a ton of, ton of good stuff from BYU football. Let's start with quarterback position. So Bronco yesterday told uh, some of these beat writers, BYU will probably not sign a a high school quarterback Wednesday. This is surprising because BYU only has three on the roster. Taysom Hill, Christian Stewart, Billy Green. I thought BYU would sign one. How are they going to run spring ball effectively? Uh, maybe you just, your, your fourth and fifth strings you don't worry about as much and it's just the first three. I mean, they'll adapt. But who is going to be uh, fourth and fifth string for BYU in the fall? Who are they going to bring in? I don't and, and know they, the answer. They, they are leaving a scholarship open for that fourth 
quarterback. They're, so they, they're hoping to find somebody. So they didn't find anybody. They did what, not find anybody. Now, what they're, they're, saying. they're hoping to find somebody before fall camp. They Broncos said they didn't want to rush the decision. They want to take their time finding the right guy. Will they find the right guy? That's the $40 million question. Ammon Olsen transfers, and that puts BYU in a bind a little bit. And and Bronco mentioned that Ammon Olsen would not have transferred if he had lost a year of eligibility if transferred. Yes. But he did not, and so he transferred. That's a tough situation for a head coach to be in because you're – I mean, you. I know Bronco loves his players, and he respects Ammon, and he, he, he likes them, but – are you, are at that point, are you kind of hoping, like, I kind of hope that the, the ruling comes back that he's going to lose eligibility so he stays? I don't think so, because I, uh, Bronco Mendenhall is huge on, if you if you want to be here, you're here. If you don't, then don't be here. So QB, the biggest thing to come out of yesterday. You mentioned the position changes. Another thing that stuck out, Trent Trammell, J.C. transfer at cornerback that probably would have started last year but tore his ACL on the first day of spring ball. He is doing really well. Uh, quote, Trenton is... Winning almost every drill, not only speed drills, but change of direction drills. So he's he's doing well. Jordan Johnson tore his ACL in fall ball. He will not participate in spring ball. But those two are going to be good cornerbacks for BYU. Likely your two starters. Isn't it interesting that the most worried about, most talked about position for BYU football last year, as they headed into fall camp and with all the injuries and all that business going on, was the secondary, and now the secondary is shaping up on paper to be probably the strongest that BYU has had since the Cotton Bowl run. Yeah, we'll see if Tremel can ball. We know Jordan can play well. So that's that. Another position change, Michael Davis, who was recruited as a receiver but then played DB last year due to injury. And that was a tough thing for him to have to do. He's going to switch back to a wide receiver. And then Tuna Knuch, who was a defensive lineman, uh, tore a pec muscle, uh, missed all of last year. He's going to switch to offensive line. So those are some of the news and notes that came out of that uh, from yesterday as we get ready for football signing day next Wednesday. Uh, 3 Eastern signing day press conference on BYUTVSports.com. 8 Eastern hour-long special hosted by Spencer with Bronco Mendenhall next Wednesday. And then spring ball March 3rd. I mean, it's, it's close. You know what else is coming up, too? I do. Countdown to Connecticut. 209. I mean, we're almost sub-200. It is, it, like, I can sniff it. BYU playing at Rentschler Field, as we learned yesterday from one of our uh, super listeners in Connecticut, in East Hartford, Connecticut. The rent. The rent. BYU hoping for a win. The rent is due for a BYU win against Connecticut. 209 days. Did you hear David Nixon try and do the count on you <laughs> during, during the basketball, basketball game? <laughs> it's at like 221 or 212 or Come something. Come on, man. David, every day, man, we count down every day. <laughs> 209, buddy. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not counting down to that. <laughs> 209 days, Huskies and Cougars. Get yourself ready. Hey, what are your bold predictions for the weekend? That is our Twitter question today. Let's get to a few tweets. It's Twitter time. At Bridger Hill, Mika, 20 and 10. Big mullet, referencing Kyle Collinsworth. <laughs> a 5 by 5 Whoa. Wow, five by is, threes only happened once. That, that, Let's not get crazy. That is bold. It is very bold. Hashtag Tyrantula, thirty-eight plus. Mm. Hashtag Mario, ten assists. Hashtag H bomb, as in Halford. Yeah. Okay, ten plus. Cougs win by seventeen plus. Channeling the inner Jerem Jordan out there. The Broncos in the Super Bowl win thirty-five to seventeen, and Peyton Manning is crowned king. Oh, it, this reminded me. By the way, Tyler Hawes, his, tweet, his jersey is going to be retired at Lone Peak tonight. In Alpine, Utah. What a weekend, potentially, yeah. for Tyler Haas. At Laser Sheep, St. Mary's only scored 43 points in San Francisco. They are cold. I, did he mean San Diego? They are cold. I say Tyler, who isn't cold, outscores the Gales by himself. JK, but BYU by nine. BYU by nine at home. I see BYU winning the game. I don't know by how much, but I, I think BYU wins the game against St. Mary's. I think BYU, last year with Della Vadova, BYU, uh, St. Mary's needed a half-court buzzer beater. Listen. Coming off a loss against San Diego, it's going to be really difficult for the Gales to get up for BYU. The Marriott Center is going to be rocking Saturday. It's It's going going to be be crazy. Up next, a hilarious and downright awesome interview with BYU star freshman center Eric Mika. You do not want to miss it. Haircuts and high fives all around for everyone. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. 
This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Yes, it is. We are loving Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Send your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Gymnastics tonight. Your first ever, Spencer. Oh, dude. Been there, done that, dude. I did it for three years. Is on BYU TV tonight. It's unlike any other it's a spectacle. sport. It, you're the narrator, and the analyst is the play-by-play. Seriously, it's different. I love it. Watch the first televised meet of the year tonight against Denver. They're the Pioneers at nine. Brigham versus the Pioneers at nine Eastern on BYU TV. And then again next Wednesday, football signing day. We've got you covered. Live press conference at three Eastern on BYUTVSports.com with Bronco Mendenhall, and then an hour-long signing day special with Bronco. Brian Logan and David Nixon at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. That's next Wednesday, February 5th. February is going to be a busy month. It is. And I am looking forward to it. Lots going on. Hey, you want to see the Cougars in action at the 2014 West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament? Of course you do. You could join Coach Rose and the rest of the team in Vegas and journey to the tourney. Enter for your chance to win airfare, hotel, tickets to select games this March. It's the whole deal. Visit Facebook.com slash Sports and register today. What are your bold predictions for the weekend? That is our Twitter question. Mine is that Peyton Manning will break Steve Young's Super Bowl touchdown pass record. Wow. No, it's not. Oh, That's I was it. like, against Seattle's D? <laughs> not against that defense. I kid. No, no. As, as great as Peyton Manning is, and I don't, there's seven touchdown passes that are not happening against Seattle's defense. Not in the Super Bowl. That's, Let alone That's against not Seattle. happening. So last night after the game... And we, we talk to Eric Mika after every game, whether it be a recorded interview or not, but it's, it's, become, it's become just kind of like a traditional thing. Last night, we got the chance to record it. Sit down two-on-one with the star freshman center from BYU after his career-tying 20, career-record-tying 20-point performance. Here's that conversation. All right, almost everyone has left the building, but here we are with Eric Mika. Eric, what, what, do you think of our t- what do you think of our time together after each home game? What does it mean to you? Um, it means the world, to be honest. It's like I get to see my parents, and then I get to see you guys. It's um, in that order almost. It, it, it is completely in that order because I'm you know, talking to my parents, and then they disappear, and there you guys are. And the, the support and the friendship, I don't know. I, just feel, I almost feel like we should make a story out of it. Should we hug right now? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were here for you. 20 points, 8 rebounds tonight. Uh, I know that coming off so many injuries, it, it had been tough for you. But it looks like you're kind of getting the mojo back. How are you feeling on the court? Uh, I felt good. Um, I think this, this week of practice really helped me out because we kind of took a more laid-back approach and just positive vibes, just kind of get a feel for their personnel, but then not exactly you know, wrecking our bodies every day, fighting each other. I didn't have to fight Luke over here every day in practice. Um, it was more light and skill development, and I, I think that definitely helped. Luke, your thoughts on that? Uh, I like uh, I like fighting Eric. I think it's kind of fun. He's just a little soft sometimes. <laughs> hey, um, Luke and I will be fighting after the season. I'm not kidding. Um, a pre-mission MMA, fight? A pre-mission fight, MMA, and something else is coming for Anything Luke. Goes. Live on BYU TV. Well, I mean, probably not, but it'll be cheap to get in. I hope you to guys the pick it up. I hope you guys pick it up because it's going to be a serious fight. It'll we might be, do it on radio. I don't know if it'll be worth it because it'll be so quick because I'm going to drop him in about yeah. 1.2 seconds. I'm just going to punch him right in the throat. Speaking of throat punching, yes. it was pretty physical tonight. It was. Do, you prefer, do you prefer that kind of game? I do. Um, especially, when, I mean, it got a little bit, little bit too chippy, I think. But when the refs are kind of letting you play... I mean, I had three fouls, and I, didn't, I don't even think I had one in the first half. Um, That's a record for you. That is, that is, no, I think one of our road games, maybe I had one, but I ended up fouling out. Um, <laughs> San Francisco, San Francisco. Okay. I fouled out, but I think I had zero or one fouls in the first half, but... I think um, it's definitely to. I like to think it's to my advantage because that's that's how I like to play. Um, when the refs, let's play a little bit. BYU has never beat St. Mary's in West Coast Conference play. Owen, for you, you get them on the home court. It's the first time that you have played against them. What do you know about the Gales? What's the game plan for them? Um, I know the game is going to be really physical. I'm going to watch some film with Pope uh, tonight to get a little bit of personnel down. Um, 
So I know it'll be physical. It'll be more of a fight than tonight even was. And Waldo, they're big guys, you know, just like every other center. I feel like I play in the WCCs like a fifth-year center who's 100 pounds more than me and played 200 more games. So um, it'll be a challenge for me, but I'm excited. Do you like that challenge of going against guys that are much older? Um, Normally this is the reverse with BYU, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) really, because I'm not 28. Um, No, I mean... I wouldn't say I prefer it or I or I don't prefer it, but it's it's good for me no matter no matter how you look at it. How much can you prepare for St. Mary's given the day off you're trying to rest and you just have a single day to get ready for the Gales? Uh, it's Thursday, Saturday format. Yeah, well, I, I think that's why Pope's trying to get some guys in tonight to just get personnel down and get us thinking about them um, tonight, and then tomorrow we'll we'll be hammering it and then tomorrow night they're gonna you know tell us to get on our ipads and and study up and so i think i think it'll be good it'll be good okay now i need to ask you about your floby uh yes of course is, is, that, is that a real gift and and are you talented with it it's it's a haircutting tool right yeah um well my mom she she comes up with some interesting gift ideas to say the least my 17th birthday i got a Buzz Lightyear sweatshirt after specifically telling her that I didn't want anything from Disneyland on the trip they went without me. It was literally two years ago, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was my 17th birthday present, just to put things into perspective. And so I opened this Floby up, and it, it's not called a Floby, but it is a Floby. It, it's like a circular razor. It's supposed to make it easy for you to cut your own hair the same length. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted a, I wanted a mohawk, so we went for it. Luke wouldn't let me cut it in the apartment because I, I don't know. There's something with It's an honor code violation, I think. Well, yeah, there's something wrong with him. Um, he's like, he's honestly like my mom. Uh, or he wishes he was my mom. So I'm cutting it, just shaving my own head outside, and then I go, I'm like, Luke, I got to go inside to look. And I look, and I have a bald patch. Like, in 10 minutes, I'd created nothing but one hole. So then I handed the reins over to Luke. And he, he shaved it, but, you know, it's hard to make a distinct line, like for a mohawk, with a circular razor. Um, luckily, Frank and Jamal were getting their hair cut downstairs. Your other roommates? Yes, my other roommates, who had no idea this was happening. Um, they were getting their hair cut downstairs by someone who actually cuts hair. So we went down there, and he fixed it up best he could. And this is what I have now. And I love it. I'm, I'm, let me just put that out there. Yeah. I mean... It, I don't really, yeah, I like it. That's all that matters. I like the hair. It doesn't even, I don't even think it translates for basketball, but I think it's a good look. My mom doesn't like it. My girlfriend doesn't like it, but I like it. Sounds like that's working. We've discussed BYU Sports Nation karma with you. This is a real thing. What does it mean to you to be granted BYU Sports Nation karma for the St. Mary's game? Um, I think you guys need to kind of calm down a little bit. I'm really calm right now. Just put them in your holster, you know. So, uh, I but I, I actually am honored. Hopefully, I get that player of the week that seems to always come with it. It's like opposite of the Madden, you know, when you're on the Madden. Yeah. Madden, you break your leg. Or, Madden and Sports Illustrated. That's good. And then, yeah, we just got to get that dub. Take it, my son, and go and succeed. Thanks, Dad. No one breaks down haircuts in BYU Sports Nation karma. And Nobody does play it like, like BYU Sports Nation. That's right. That's I mean that's Eric Mika for you. He you, what you see is what you get with that kid. He's a great interviewer because he's straight up, and the karma is a real thing. So we expect him to have a good game Saturday against St. Mary's. Watch out, Brad Waldo and St. Mary's. Eric Mika has the BYU Sports Nation karma. Okay, we just got a tweet in from at Laser Sheep. By the way, he, he says, I am so excited to have the Oracle on the show. Oh, yeah. Tell him the stupid head wrap blurred his vision. <laughs> I, that's pro- I think that's part of his head wrap. I mean, that's what he does. That's part of who he is. That's a, that was a huge get for us, by the way, to just... We, we knew a guy who knew a guy to get the number of the Oracle somehow. There's a payphone by his house where, wherever he lives. We don't even know where he lives. So that's a huge get. We're excited to have the Oracle on again. Second time making the trip. By the way, Ben Bagley is motioning for Jerem. He needs some statistical help with something. Right now? We're uh-huh. in the middle He's of the show. flapping his arms, whatever. Get back. Get out of here. Get back you want, there. You want me to leave in the middle of the show? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, by the way, we, we, we need to make room for the Oracle anyway. Whatever, man. Still love you, but we need to make room for the Oracle. And with that, we bring in the man. From Parts Unknown, he joins us to look into the future of BYU sports. He's the Oracle, only on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I appreciate this music, Spencer. Welcome back, Oracle. I was told it was Spencer. I apologize for calling you Spender last time. It's okay. Look, you're a big deal. Like you, could, you can call me whatever you'd like. Did you see I got on Twitter? On what? Twitter. You mean Twitter? At BYUSN underscore Oracle. Yeah. <laughs> My intern has set this up for me. Let me help you out with that. It's Twitter. Twitter. Tw- yes. <laughs> the hard T. That's great. Thank you. Do you have a profile picture on your Twitter? Account? I don't know what that even is. It's an Oh, look at that. It's an egg. It's an egg. Why? Okay. You know what? We'll, we'll, deal, with, we'll, deal, we'll deal with the Twitter profile picture later. Super Bowl Sunday, Oracle. Seahawks or Broncos? Well, considering I don't know what the bowl is for, is it soup and what's so super about it, I'm going with the Hawks of the Sea. <laughs> Many a bird has flown near my village this week. <laughs> Fair enough. The Oracle likes the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. BYU basketball hosting St. Mary's. Huge game. NCAA tournament implications. What are the signs showing you? Sign reading currently. The incense smells lovely, by the way. A contest between different kinds of saints, it appears. I'm seeing a wallaby. It has left something. What? what wait. That... A could wallaby. That, that could be a tie to our strip. Matthew Delavadova. Whoever that is. Gone. Gone. He's, this is a big deal. I'm also seeing a vampire. A giant vampire. Okay, this is eerie. Brad Waldo wears... Brad who? The Saint Mary, Blazer St. Mary's. He, wear, he wears a mouthpiece that has fangs. I'm seeing a bearded man atop a mountain. Brigham? <laughs> You're Brigham Young? I think BYU wins. Yes! Love it. Okay, Seahawks and BYU thus far. Men's volleyball, tough now, road trip. And now you, Chris, head coach Chris McGowan, told me he did not like what I said before. I had a split, and I'm sorry. I see a split again. You a s- log and an axe through it, and a split. You see a split again. A split again. But you were wrong last time. Okay, fine. And finally, I just misread signs. I'm never wrong. This, this, okay. <laughs> the signs are never wrong, right? Correct. Justin Bieber erroneous reports that the Beebster may be coming to BYU. What what do you see? What does the Oracle see about the Bieber and BYU? What is Justice Bieber? I do not know. Yet the signs reveal zeros zero zero one zero zero one 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 one. It appears to be some kind of code. Uh, the honor code. A code. He cannot break the code. <laughs> Justice Beaver cannot go to code of Brigham. <laughs> the Beebs is out at BYU. Another glorious segment. I must go, Spencer. No, please. I must leave. Others need the please, Oracle. Please, Goodbye. Please don't. Oh. Goodbye. And, that, and he's gone that fast. The BYU Sports Station Oracle. On everything from the Super Bowl to Justin Bieber. Up next, we talk to the play-by-play voice of the St. Mary's Gales. And don't forget a loaded Cougar Whip Around coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. You see that dunk from Nate Austin last night? Juicy! Dunk of the year thus far for BYU basketball. The Cougars host St. Mary's tomorrow night, a late tip-off. 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. You can watch the game live on ESPN2. You know what you can watch tonight? And listen to it on BYU Radio. That's right. You know what you can watch tonight? Gymnastics. Mm-hmm. 9 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU versus Denver. The Pioneers. And then next Wednesday, Football Signing Day. We'll have a live press conference, 3 Eastern, on BYUTVSports.com with Bronco Mendenhall. And then an hour-long special breaking down every single guy, high school, junior college, return missionary, with Bronco Mendenhall. Brian Logan, David Nixon will also be on that. That's next Wednesday, February 5th at 3 Eastern and 8 Eastern. What a show thus far on a Friday. Fun stuff. 
BYU jumps three spots to 47 in the RPI after a 10-point win over Pacific. The West Coast Conference continues to deliver, huh, results as San Diego beats St. Mary's by 18 last night. Can't make this stuff up. Right now, BYU fourth in the West Coast Conference. Football news for the Cougars. People are moving positions all over the field. It's And it's really intriguing, and it's making me really excited for 209 days from now when BYU takes on Connecticut. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a big deal. You talk Bronson Kafusi moving from the defensive line to linebacker? A 6'9 linebacker? What do you do? How do you stop that? I don't know. You guys know? I don't know. Ron Verlin didn't know how to stop Tyler Haas last night. 38 points as he moves into number 10 all-time on the BYU scoring list. He is on pace to pass Jimmer Fredette if he continues to do what he's done this year. And, and why would he stop? No one else has figured it out. He's the key guy. They haven't figured out how to stop him. He will pass Jimmer, barring injury. It's going to happen. We had the BYU Sports Nation Oracle on, took the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, BYU over St. Mary's. I agree with that one. And a volleyball split at Pepperdine and at USC. Also, Justin Bieber cannot break the honor code, so he cannot attend BYU. That's so funny that people legitimately thought that Justin Bieber was transferring to BYU. (laughs) What? Are you serious? (laughs) Come on. He's not coming to BYU. Joining us now is the play-by-play man of the St. Mary's Gales, Alex Jensen. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jensen8886. Alex, how excited are you to leave sunny San Diego and come to snowy Provo? Well, I don't know how sunny it's been here since we've been here. I mean, you know, we landed yesterday. It was kind of a misty uh, sprinkle, if you will, here in Southern California. I don't think we've seen the sun, actually, since we've been here. So what? That combined with uh, wow. what happened last night, we're happy, to, we're happy to get out of Southern California. What was the bigger surprise, that or that St. Mary's uh, lost to San Diego? Oh, man, you know, I, I, boy, that's, that's a tough one. Um, you know, we all know how tough it is to win on the road in this conference. I mean, it's, it's really hard, you know, no matter what the national pundits say about the West Coast Conference. I mean, it's, it's a deep conference, and I think everyone's found that out, you know, going through this. I think the tops come down a little bit, the bottoms come up, but, boy, winning on the road, it's really hard, and I think that's what's really remarkable about you know, what Gonzaga's been able to do over the last 10 years, what, what St. Mary's has been able to do over the last four or five years. It's, you know, to not slip up like that multiple times on the road, it's really hard. You know, so I, I don't know what's more surprising, but I'll tell you this much. I was expecting to see more sun in this trip here. Fair enough. Alex Jensen, the voice of St. Mary's basketball, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. No team is safe, Alex, and you mentioned especially on the road. BYU losing at Portland, Gonzaga losing at Portland, St. Mary's losing at San Diego. The Zags nearly lost at Santa Clara for crying out loud. The WCC parody is running rampant. What did you see last night courtside at San Diego uh, that the Gales just couldn't get going? Well, I think it was a combination of a, of a few different things. I mean, first of all, they started two of twelve from the floor, and you know it's it's hard to take yourself out of that hole when you're on the road. They finished the game thirteen of fifty two, which is twenty five percent, and four of their starters combined for four of thirty one. And um, you know, for a team that shoots the three as well as St. Mary's does, um, you know, they're third in the country. They came into that game third in the country uh, in three point percentage. They went one of fourteen beyond the arc. Um, but I think you've got to give credit to San Diego, too. I mean, they, they played an outstanding defensive game. They clearly had a, pr- a plan on Brad Waldo, just get the ball out of his hands. And, and Brad still went for 18-9 and nine last night. Uh, but, you know, they said, hey, let the rest of your team beat us. And when the Gales have been successful, they've been able to do that. I mean, Stephen Holt, Kerry Carter, Bo Levesque, James Walker have been able to step up and make shots. And, and last night, they just weren't falling. So, you know, I think it was a combination of, you know, a rough night shooting for the Gales, very rough night shooting for the Gales. Um, who are normally a pretty efficient offense, and also a good effort by San Diego on their on their home floor. I mean, they had a good crowd there last night too. So, like we said, it's really hard to win on the road. The perception is that the big three in the conference, of course, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, they've all been upset or close to upset on the road. Uh, well, all of them have. Gonzaga at Portland, St. Mary's at uh, San Diego, BYU at LMU and Pepperdine and Portland. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it continues to run rampant. So, St. Mary's, since BYU joined the WCC, 4-0 against BYU. But this time, Matthew Delavadova's not on the team. Let's, let's go there for a second. The Del- <laughs> Is it called the Delavadagger? Do you guys call it that, the shot from last year? Because that's what we, we call do. it here. 
You know, that's actually a funny story. Um, after that shot last year, we were getting on the bus um, to head to the airport, and I just happened to look down and saw a Provo paper, and that was the headline on the front. So that's where it actually – I mean, that's where it came from for us. I know you guys made it up. So I grabbed the paper, and, uh, you know, I brought it on the bus and showed it to yeah, – I gave it to Delhi and um, and our, our athletic SID guy got a handle on it and, and tweeted the picture out, and it just kind of spread like wildfire, uh, at least in the St. Mary's community. So I know that one's technically you guys, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll take partial credit for at least bringing it to Moraga. Is it pronounced um, Delavadega, though? Is that how you say it correctly? The uh, well, in Australia, I'm sure that's how it's said. Uh, <laughs> we, we go Del of a dagger, or at least I do. There you I go. I mean, I, everybody has their, their own twist on it. And I know BYU fans are going to complain that I even brought that up because uh, last night during our broadcast, looking ahead to St. Mary's, it was shown, and people on Twitter are like, Why'd you show that play? I'm telling you, what's the one thing you think about when you think about St. Mary's? You think about that, that shot. shot. You just do. And I'm happy to not see that guy because he is a BYU killer. <laughs> it's- no, it's true. That was that was incredible. That was an incredible game all the way around. I mean, that game started out like Carlino was on fire. I mean, he couldn't miss in the first you know five or six minutes. And then you know the Gales kind of clawed their way back in that game. They made it like a I think it was a six point game at halftime. And then uh, it was just you know it was it was two heavyweights going at it in the second half. It was really fun to watch. Um, but I think when you think about these two teams, I mean, whatever side you're on, that was such a great play that it's such a just an incredible shot that that that's got to come up at some point. And I know it's a little painful for for BYU fans. There are plenty of plenty of things that are painful for uh, St. Mary's fans too, but. Um, boy, that was incredible. I mean, he, you know, he, and just touching on Delhi a little bit, he was the heart and soul of this team last year. And uh, for them to start nine and zero this year, I mean, they've stumbled a little bit lately. But uh, with him being in the NBA and and him, you know, and them starting nine and zero, it really is incredible and a testament to Randy, what Randy Bennett's been able to do. Alex Jensen, play-by-play voice of St. Mary's basketball. You can follow him on Twitter at Jensen eight 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 six. Okay, Alex, has there ever been a more exciting moment for you to call as a play-by-play specialist than that shot against BYU last year in the Marriott Center? No, there hasn't. I, I mean, again, that was incredible. I mean, I've never heard a place get so quiet so quickly, and that probably will make me a very popular person in Provo. But, um, boy, just I mean, that's what we love about sports. You know, I mean, anything's possible. Um, but, no, the, that, that, was, that was my number one moment for sure since, uh, since taking this job. Unfortunately, my recorder ran out of batteries halfway through that game, so I don't have it on tape. So oh, are you serious? That no. for me will be forever lost in, to the broadcast. No way. I was going yeah. to say I'd love to hear it. Or not yeah, hear it, well, I, I guess. I'd love to hear it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Waldo uh, has taken over the mantle of the mouthpiece. What's the legacy of mouthpieces for St. Mary's basketball? Well, I, it started with Delhi. I mean, you know, um, I don't know if you remember the West Coast Conference tournament last season when Brad got his teeth knocked out against yes. Diego. Yes, yes. Uh, that's why he wears the mouthpiece, actually. So I guess it was fate that he uh, that he adopted the mouthpiece. And, and, you know, there are a lot of a lot of guys on this team that wear mouthpieces, but, you know, that big mouthpiece, like the Jason Kidd-style mouthpiece, is uh, – you know, I I don't remember anybody wearing it before Delhi. He just, you know, I mean, he made it pop. I mean, they sell T-shirts in at, at McEwen Pavilion in Moraga that have the mouthpiece on it. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's certainly well known everywhere, especially in Moraga, though. So, but I don't, if you guys get a chance to see up close, Brad Waldo's put some fangs on the front yes. of mouthpiece. So he's I put have a little spin on it. I have seen that. Solid. It's hilarious. And last year, it's funny because if if I go and play pickup on campus or something. If a guy brings a mouthpiece, I'm like, oh my goodness, is what's going on? And then Del Vadova has the elbow pad too, so it's like this guy's gonna knock someone around. So then last year at the tournament, you mentioned Waldo's teeth get knocked out. Then then uh, I think Athletic Marketing took a picture of that and made a big head out of it. So he it's like hockey version of Brad Waldo <laughs> with no teeth, right. like hanging behind the basket trying to distract people. I loved it. That's right. Yeah, I, they actually made the trip back to Moraga. It's, uh, they put it up in the student section. Someone holds it in the student section every home game. <laughs> That's so, great. It's kind of funny to look at. Alex Jensen, play-by-play voice of St. Mary's basketball on BYU Sports Nation. There's kind of a budding rivalry, at least from my perspective, between BYU and St. Mary's. I know that Gonzaga and the Gales have a long-standing uh, dislike, discord with each other. But how do you feel about BYU and St. Mary's and and this this new rivalry, if you will? Well, uh, boy, every game they've played since BYU has come to the conference, both teams play 
have played really hard. I mean, the game has been really physical going each way. And I think that's because there have been, you know, such good players on both sides. Um, but I think there's a little, there's probably a little bit of frustration on BYU's part, especially culminating with that game last season. I'm sure they want another crack at the Gales in the, in Vegas last season. Um, but yeah, no, I, you said it. I mean, it, it has turned into a little bit of a rivalry just because I think, you know, it's a good team recognizing a good team both ways. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy how it gets in this conference. I mean, every, well, every conference for that matter, but these teams want it so bad and they play so hard and it's so physical. It, it's hard for that not to become a rivalry when, when games are that competitive. So, um, it's definitely fun to watch, especially in the Marriott Center when you guys have 22,000 people there. I mean, that's, there's not much like that in college basketball. And it should, there should be a lot of people Saturday. People are really excited about the St. Mary's game. To me, it's going to be the third best home game BYU plays all year. Iowa State was one, Gonzaga will be two, and then St. Mary's. And going back to the origins of the so-called rivalry, I think it started in 2010, uh, in November. That's BYU Island, right? Yes. Jimmer Fredette yeah. has to hit a three-pointer to beat Mickey McConnell uh, and the St. Mary's Gales, and that's kind of where it starts. And then later in the season, BYU crushes Gonzaga in the tournament. So then BYU joins the WCC and already has flames in the bellies of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, I mean, Jimmer. Think about it, I think, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I think that was 2011, but one of those losses yeah. kept St. Mary's out of, the, out of the NCAA tournament is not large. That was the year that St. Mary's won at Gonzaga. And it was the first time somebody had won, a conference team had won in the kennel in four or five years. They've only lost two conference games there since it opened. Um, but they lost to San Diego here that year, too, and San Diego was in last place. And, and a win against BYU that year, even a couple with the San Diego loss, I think would have got them into the tournament. So we're saying thanks, Jim, or two, for keeping us out of the NCAA. That season. <laughs> Alex Jansen, play-by-play voice of St. Mary's on BYU Sports Nation. Alex, we thank you for the time. We wish you safe travels around uh, Utah, the snowy Utah, and have a great call on Saturday night. Uh, thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you guys up there. It's Alex Jensen, St. Mary's play-by-play. You can listen to the game live with the radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, on BYU Radio starting at 9 Mountain, 11 Eastern. You can watch the game live on ESPN2. Again, same start time. That's a late tip, but I promise it will be worth giving up to sleep. Let's keep it rolling. You know what time it is, Jerem? Time to whip it. That's right. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. There's always lots on a Friday. Let's start with women's hoops. Lexi Eaton scored a career-high 28 at St. Yes! Mary's, but BYU lost by five. Oh. BYU's at Pacific tomorrow on BYU Radio at 5 Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished the first round of the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Really? It's the loudest crowd in golf. It is. The, the, I think it's number... Is that even loud? Well, there's a par 3 that has like a stadium around it. 16. It's number 16. And like people go crazy when you tee off. Like you hit it close. It's like it's like an arena. It's amazing. Watch it. Watch for it. I'm telling you. Anyway, Daniel Summerhays, who I met by the way. Nice kid. One under, tied for 51st. Mike Weir, former Cougar, shot a four over par. Baseball. Believe it. BYU's picked to finish sixth in the WCC preseason poll released earlier this week. Hayden Nielsen and Brock Whitney are on the 10-man preseason team. The season starts February 14th against Kansas in Peoria, Arizona. Softball. Happy Valentine's Day. In the inaugural year of the West Coast Conference, the coaches selected BYU to win the conference. The Cougars begin the season next Thursday against Weber State in St. George, Utah. Tennis. The women's tennis team travels to the Northwest to face number 41 Washington today. The women's team was picked to finish fifth in the WCC preseason. Number 41? Men's volleyball. Big match tonight for the number four men's volleyball team. The Cougars at third ranked Pepperdine tonight. BYU on a six match win streak. They lead the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation at 6 0. With that, we welcome in sophomore opposite Carson Henninger, the Canadian. Big matchup tonight. Carson against Pepperdine. What do you think about the matchup? I mean, it's going to be an intense one. I mean, there's always been kind of a rivalry with uh, Pepperdine and BYU. They're kind of two elite powerhouses in the NPSF, so it's exciting. Uh, the guys are definitely fired up and ready to go. Carson Henninger, 
Joining BYU Sports Nation from the BYU men's volleyball team's huge road trip. You have Pepperdine, you have USC. After the two opening losses in Chicago, what has this team done to turn it around and win six in a row? Well, I think it all kind of started in practice. I mean, we've had some team meetings, and uh, we've just come together as a group, and we're just really starting to compete in practice. I mean, some of our practices are more intense than some of our games, I'd say. And everyone's just uh, working hard. And I mean, we all got a common goal in mind. We're just out there trying to win games, worrying about what's on our side of the court. I knew your name on the roster uh, from the past, from last year, but I didn't know what kind of game you had. So at Irvine, you have 17 kills off the bench, and then against Stanford, you start for the first time, you have 12 kills. Where did you come from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just kind of waited for my chance. <clears throat> last year, I just uh, redshirted, and uh, this year, I've kind of been battling through uh, some tendonitis in my elbow, but it seems to be pretty manageable right now, and I know things are just going good for me. I've been given a shot, and it opposite for this team. It's not the hardest role to fill because, I mean, you got Taylor on the outside who's just leaving you one-on-one blocks most of the night, so my stats make me look better than I am probably. Carson Hanniger of the BYU men's volleyball team joining BYU Sports Nation during the Cougar Whip Around with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Carson, did you hear, I don't know if you heard it, during the rebroadcast or if you heard from one of your teammates at any point did you hear that my buddy Jerem Jordan who sits to my right yell oh Canada during one of your huge swings during the last match did you hear about that oh uh, yeah my family back in Canada they uh, watched all the yeah. matches online they <laughs> and uh, they were saying oh it's so good to see Carson just here in old Canada representing uh, True North Strong and Free so our That's home and nice. native land, brother. <laughs> there you go. With Alexa Gray, third-team All-American on the women's volleyball team from Canada, who's the best Canadian volleyball player at BYU? Oh, definitely her. <laughs> well played. That's well kind played. of you. That's very kind of well, you. Well, with that, we thank you uh, for your time, and good luck against Pepperdine tonight. Hey, thank you. Waves and Cougars. Going to square off in Malibu. Huge match. Who gets our rise and shout? Duh. Tyler Hawes, baby. 38 points. Leveraged the karma. Uh, became number 10 all-time in scoring at BYU, passing Brandon Davies. Congratulations, Tyler Hawes. So, so good. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. What are your bold predictions for the weekend? At sports underscore blue says, bold predictions. BYU beats St. Mary's by nine. Haas has 30-plus points. Wow, mm. again. Carlino breaks out and has 25. He was on fire. Alex Jensen remembered that. He was on fire in that game. I believe BYU led that game 16-2 to two or something. It was crazy. At I do rock the Y. Volleyball wins both matches on the road. That is bold. If BYU splits, I think that's success. If BYU wins both... Look out. The Cougars are fourth. Pepperdine's third. USC's fifth. It's, 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 it's tough, tough to go there and win. But BYU last year did that. They won. No, they lost at Pepperdine last year. At Big D Dan 11, Sander, Taylor Sander, goes for 10-plus aces over the weekend. Wow. Okay, so in two matches, 10-plus aces. That's, that'd, that'd be mon- monstrous. Yeah. Haas goes for 50 against St. Mary's. Wow. That's extremely <laughs> bold. Like, the boldest ever. Oh, and the Lady Cougs get revenge on Pacific by double digits. That one? Yeah, okay. I'm okay with that one. Here we go. At H. Collier, 88. BYU basketball will be able to find Waldo and shut him down as BYU wins by 10. I see that happening. Thanks for our guests today, Eric Mika, Alex Jensen, and the Oracle. And, of course, everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistant, Spencer King and engineer Aaron Epp. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. How do you stop Tyler Hodge, Jerem? I don't know. You guys know? Nope. Haven't figured it out yet. Tyler said they can just hope I miss. For Jerem on Spencer, (laughs) you have just listened to a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Pack the Marriott Center!